You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Three, two, one... But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer. Welcome in, episode six. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreit is on the phone. Sports Podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It is Friday, January 6th, 2022. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are going to have an all-basketball episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. We are going to save the national championship game preview until Monday's show, and here's why. We're going to open Chris Beard officially fired. We're going to discuss this story from all angles, why I'm not surprised, what happens next for Chris Beard, does he ever coach again, and what happens for Texas basketball this season. Then we're going to take a break. And come back, and we're going to talk about candidates for the Texas job. Because the bottom line is, I'll say this. While the Chris Beard stuff is serious and important, from the basketball perspective, I think this job could attract a very interesting pool of candidates. Candidates that I think are probably better than the average fan expects. We'll discuss that. And then we'll close the show. I have a little update on that Rick Pitino St. John stuff. So I, I kind of threw it into the show at the last minute on Wednesday's show. I got a ton of feedback from St. John's fans, a ton of feedback from people around that program. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Rick Patino is the St. John's coach next year. We will discuss all of that. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody, first of all, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know their story started in 1967 in the UK, over 1,600 shops in the UK. They've come to the United States and just made an incredible splash and an incredible impact here in sports betting. They are the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres pod, Aaron Torres Media, and also the Denver Broncos, the Colorado Rockies, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Bedford, they do more for their betters than anybody, okay? And I've said it many times, but... First pitch at Colorado Rockies games, thrown out by Betfred Sportsbook. Uh, On top of that, Denver Broncos tailgate. We have sent listeners of our show to there. When sports betting went legal on January 1 in the state of Ohio, Betfred did a two-day party, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, all day celebrating the launch of sports betting in the state of Ohio. And so that's what I love about Betfred. They do more for you than anybody, and here's what they're doing for you today. Bet any game this weekend, NFL, college basketball, college football, national championship. First-time users, bet $50 on any game, get $250 in free bets, courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. Bet $50 on any game, get $250 in free bets, courtesy of Betfred. Love working with Betfred. So proud that they are our presenting sponsor here on the Aaron Torres Podcast. Also, how about this? For the final Friday of the year, Well, we'll do one more, but I want to thank Bracket Fanatics. We've been doing the Aaron Torres Pod NFL Pick'em Challenge all year long on Bracket Fanatics, and it comes down to this week. For those of you who are not signed up yet, it is not too late. We are giving away $100 weekly winners to everybody who signed, not everybody who signed, weekly winners, whoever has the most correct picks. All you got to do is pick winner and loser, not against the spread, not over under. Most correct picks gets $100. 
in cash courtesy of Bracket Fanatics. And our $1,000 season-long cash prize is coming right down to the wire, okay? So first of all, a big congratulations to last week's winner, the Week 17 winner, Ryan Lerman. Ryan Lerman had a legendary, historic, I mean, this is like Babe Ruth calling his shot slash Michael Jordan shrugging his shoulders against the Portland Trailblazers. Ryan Lerman in week 17 went 16 for 16 in his picks. He got every single pick right last week. That is unbelievable. Congrats to Ryan Lerman, who has now taken a one-game lead over who day wins. I'm guessing that's a Bengals fan. Who day wins a one game lead in the thousand dollar season long cash prize. So you talk about a back and forth. You talk about uh, uh, Frazier and Ali. You talk about magic and bird Ryan Lerman and who day wins are down one game, separating them going into the final week. This is like, I can't even explain how awesome this is, how exciting this is. This is basically Packers lions, Winner goes goes on, loser goes home, winner gets a $1,000 cash prize. Congrats to Ryan Lerman, our week 17 winner. And it's not too late. Sign up, bracketfanatics.com. Join Bracket, Bracket named Torres. It's coming down the wire for the $1,000 season-long cash prize. But never forget, you are still eligible to win that $100 weekly cash prize thanks to Bracket Fanatics. But with that said, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day I'll tell you, you know, how about this? The Friday before the college football national championship, if you had told me even 24 hours ago that I would be leading with anything other than college football, anything other than TCU, Georgia, I would have told you that you were absolutely crazy. But obviously there was a big piece of news in college basketball. I want to discuss that. Maybe at the end we do a little bit of football, but I do think Monday's show will be the deep dive into TCU and Georgia. But there was a big piece of news on Thursday in college basketball that we do have to lead with. And that was, of course, the news that Texas has fired Chris Beard. And so what I would say, um, you know, every single week we do where Aaron was right, where Aaron was wrong. This is one that I wish I had been wrong on. But I said the day that this police report came out, I think it was actually the day after when I did the show, I said, I don't believe that Chris Beard will ever coach a game at Texas again. I believe the term I used, I went back and listened, was I was 99% certain that Chris Beard would never coach a game at Texas again. I think I said I was about 80 to 85% certain that he never coaches a game of college basketball again. And unfortunately for everybody involved, whether it be Chris Beard, whether it be his fiance, whether it be the Texas basketball players, I was 100% right on this one. A little surprised that it happened on the time frame that it did. I thought it might happen a little bit closer to the end of the season. But as I said, Chris Beard was fired as the Texas basketball coach on Thursday. So let's get into it. Let's break it down. And by now, listen, I'm not going to get into the who, what, when, where, why of what happened. Everybody knows at least the minor details. But I I do think I need to kind of just share some baseline stuff to explain why I believe that Chris Beard was never going to coach at Texas even three, four weeks ago when this incident happened. Incident report. This is all via the police report. This is not my opinion. This is not conjecture. This is not I heard on this or a source told me or a message board said. But the facts of the case, we'll try to be brief. And and again, you can go back and look them up most specifically. But about three, four weeks ago, it was a Sunday night into a Monday. We all woke up to the news that Chris Beard had been arrested. The police report comes out and the facts of the case were pretty straightforward. Uh, He and his fiance, they were living together, probably have been for quite some time, but they were at the time in the middle of kind of a a little bit of a, a back and forth that sometimes happens in a relationship. Chris Beard was sleeping in a guest room. Chris Beard was in the guest room. Uh, Chris Beard's fiance walks into the guest room. She grabs his glasses, smashes them on the ground. Um, and then a few minutes later, Chris Beard goes, finds her in another room and there's a little bit of a back and forth. It leads to him, according to police reports. Again, this is not my opinion. This is what the police alleged to have happened. Um, he grabs her, he throws her on the floor. He grabs her, throws her on the bed, puts her in a chokehold for in her own words, about five seconds. He lets go. And that's where the incident ends. And so those are the facts of the case as we knew them. And as you know, anyone who has ever listened to me on this show on any platform, 
I am always a let the facts of the case reveal themselves guy, and I am always an innocent until proven guilty guy in terms of letting the justice system play itself out. But why I said from the beginning that I believe that Chris Beard would certainly never coach at Texas again and probably never in college basketball again, I did believe that there were two important things that came out of that police report that led me to that that, that belief, that Chris Beard would certainly never coach at Texas and probably never coach college basketball again. The first piece of information that came out from that police report, it was the fact that both parties, both Chris Beard and his accuser, his fiance, admitted that there was some sort of incident in the house. Okay, It wasn't a, a he said, she said, he claims he wasn't even there. She says this, he said that. They both agreed that there was some sort of incident. Now, who started it, how it escalated, what Chris Beard deems that he did relative to what she accused him of doing. It's independent of the fact that we all know that some sort of incident happened at the Beard household that night about three, four weeks ago. The other piece, and I thought this was really important at the time, and I believe this was ultimately uh, what ended up being, I guess if you want to call it Chris Beard's undoing, so be it. But according to the police report, there were marks on this woman when the police arrived that night, that early morning. Uh, There was a, I believe the term was a bite mark on her arm and abrasion on her head. And so to go back to that day, to go back to that moment in time, I said, Chris Beard is never going to coach again because of this reason, because of those marks. The marks change everything, right? Because we all know how all of this stuff goes down, unfortunately. And we all know that a lot can change between when a police report is filed and when it's time to actually press charges, when it's time to actually go to court, all of that good stuff. We know that stories can change. We know that accusers can recant um, allegations. And it's something to a degree that this woman did. She took back her story largely a few weeks ago. But why to me, I believe that Chris Beard was never going to coach at Texas again, was because we knew that that an incident happened. And we knew that she had marks on her when she arrived. And so those were two indisputable facts. Those were two things that a lawyer couldn't argue that even if you drop charges, even if uh, the accuser changes her story, those two facts were always going to be there. And I did not believe that you could let that man, fair or not, continue as the basketball coach of their university. So ultimately, I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised at the timing. I think I said at the time I made the analogy and I'm not comparing one uh, accusation to another, but I said I thought it was going to play out a lot like the Ime Adoka situation in Boston. Again, not comparing what Ime Adoka did, having a consensual sexual relationship with a, a staffer and a coworker with what Chris Beard is accused of doing. But what I said was I really felt like it was going to be something where the Celtics probably wanted to fire Ime Adoka that day. But lawyers get involved. You can't do it. Otherwise, there's lawsuits involved. And so the Celtics were going to kind of let this thing move on and eventually move on from Ime Adoka. And I thought that was what was going to happen with Chris Beard. I didn't think it'd be quite this early. I thought it'd be probably sometime in late February. Give them enough time to look for a new head coach. Um, But I thought at some point they were going to try and quietly move on from Chris Beard, which is exactly what happened on Monday or Thursday, excuse me. And so with that, what I want to do now is I want to talk a little bit about just kind of three closing thoughts on this. We'll take a break. And I do want to talk about what's next to Texas, because I do think there's an interesting kind of potential pool of candidates that could be available to Texas when we move on. But I want to stick to the facts of the the, the Chris Beard situation and of Texas this year right now. And I do have three thoughts kind of in the bigger picture right now. One, I think there's a belief from every from a lot of people. I don't want to say everybody. From a lot of people that, oh, Chris Beard will coach again. That Chris Beard, you know, this is if Rick Patino got another chance and if uh, uh, Bobby Petrino got another chance and if Hugh Freeze got another chance, it's only a matter of time before Chris Beard gets another chance. And so, what I would say to that don't be naive, don't be stupid, listen to the facts of the case. And understand the difference between those situations. Okay. Cause I, I heard a lot of that on Wednesday. Oh, it'll be a year. Chris Beard will do the apology tour. He'll be back somewhere soon. Understand that all of those incidents are nothing like what Chris Beard has been accused of by his fiance. Okay. Bobby Petrino got fired at Arkansas for having a consensual sexual relationship. That was nothing criminal in activity. That was in his personal life. It was a personal mistake that he was fired for. That was what allowed him to come back. Rick Patino, 
who we might talk about because there's actually some interesting stuff that I got on Rick Pitino and St. John's later this week. But Rick Pitino, he had a personal situation with a female that wasn't his wife. He had an NCAA situation, but Rick Pitino never broke the law. Same with Hugh Freeze. He did some stuff that he, I know he regrets because he's talked about it on this podcast, but that was personal. That was between him and his wife. That was between him and his family. It was cause enough to fire him from Ole Miss, but there was always a scenario where he could come back and coach college football again, which he is obviously doing first at Liberty and now at Auburn. And so please don't compare the two because this is criminal in nature. As I've said, we'll let the justice system play itself out. But to hire Chris Beard, okay, so now what I want to do is I want to talk about what's different because this is this is an important differentiator, okay? Hugh Freeze, personal issue. Bobby Petrino, personal issue. Rick Petino, personal issue, NCA issue. Chris Beard, this is a public accusation of domestic violence. And so to think about Chris Beard getting hired again, here's what you have to consider. It's not only an AD that has to say, okay, uh, you know, okay, we're going to hire this guy. Remember, in a situation as high profile as a major college basketball coach with the accusations that Chris Beard has, it has to get vetted by a lot more than an AD, okay? It has to get vetted by a school president. Many school presidents, as we all know, do not care that much about college athletics. Even if you get a school president that does care about college athletics and wants to have the best basketball program in the world, it's got to go through a board of trustees, a group of people that have the best interests of the university at heart, that are probably it's a di- it's generally a di- diverse group of people men women young old the idea of bringing chris beard and getting him through the board of trustees seems highly unlikely to me on top of that even if it gets through the ad the board of trustees the school president here's the other part that you have to consider you got to deal with all the public backlash that is going to come with bringing in chris beard and so when people made the analogy of bobby petrino hugh freeze rick petino When it came to the Chris Beard situation, you know what I actually think the comparison is between Chris Beard and getting hired again? I actually think it's Art Bryles, okay? And I'm not accusing Art Bryles. It's a little bit of a different deal. It's not apples to apples. I'm not saying Art Bryles is personally accused of what Chris Beard is accused of doing. But what Art Bryles was accused of was covering up similar situations, domestic violence, domestic assault, sexual assault, things of that nature. Well, think about everything that Art Bryles has tried to do to get back into coaching and how many times it's got shot down, how many times he's been a candidate for an offensive coordinator position. I remember at Southern Miss, they tried to hire him about four or five years ago, Southern Miss board of trustees. They, they looked once they took, they looked at that for one second. They saw the public backlash. They said, we're not getting in the Art Bryles business, other schools, small schools, D2, D3, nobody. Art Bryles is untouchable because of what he was accused of and what he was involved in at Baylor. Think about this. Liberty, the AD that worked with Art Bryles at Baylor, Ian McCaw is the AD at Liberty right now. Even he wouldn't hire Art Bryles this offseason. And so if Art Bryles is untouchable, to me, that's kind of the Chris Beard situation. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some school takes a chance, but it's got to get through a school president, a board of trustees, an AD, and then you got to deal with the public backlash. Then you got to deal with walking into... 20 road arenas a year or 10 road arenas a year and dealing with all the repercussions that come with it. And so maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Chris Beard ever coaches a game of college basketball again. I don't really know what his future holds. Maybe overseas. I don't think it's in the NBA. I don't think it's in the G League. I don't think it's at any major level of college basketball. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Quickly from the Texas basketball perspective right now, and we're going to continue the conversation on candidates after a break. I had a few people ask me, Aaron, Texas is ranked in the top 10. You think they can rebound from this and be okay? And what I would say about Texas is, you know, two things kind of come to mind on them. On the one hand, I do think they've actually done a good job as a team this year of dealing with all of the stuff that has come with this Chris Beard incident. Remember, he gets uh, put on indefinite suspension. They play Rice. Since he got put on indefinite suspension, They've gone five and one with the only loss coming the other night against um, against against Kansas State. And so credit to those guys for blocking it out. But I find it hard to believe that this particular group of guys, and maybe I'm wrong, that they are able to just block out the noise and focus on the season ahead. And here's here a couple of reasons why. 
On the one hand, is there a scenario? Of course there's a scenario. And they've done a good job of it. And maybe this is the closure that they need to move on with the season. But more realistically, you guys, you guys and girls know what's happening behind the scenes. You love college sports. You wouldn't listen to this show otherwise. And so what I would say about the Texas situation, if you don't think right now that there are 13 guys in that locker room that are probably thinking of their futures, does it include Texas? Does it not include Texas? And if not, the adults in their lives? I think there's probably a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on that you and I and, and a lot of people don't know about. Think about if you're one of those star players, okay? If you're one of those players, period. You probably have people reaching out to your parents, to your AAU coach, to your high school coach saying, hey, John Smith, I'm sorry about that situation. But if you decide you don't want to be at Texas, you know we got a home for you. We know tampering happens with college sports. Now, players can't enter the portal today, but I would bet a lot of them are probably looking at their options outside of Texas right now. The ones that have NBA draft potential, I don't think there's any doubt that they're looking at that. And I just think it's going to be a lot to ask this specific group of guys to keep it together under all of the situation, all of the circumstances right now, and be able to move on without any issue going forward. Finally, what I would say um, in conclusion is this, and and it's, it's, a, it's a message I delivered um, at the, the night of the accusation, the night of the arrest. But my last closing thought on this, and this might be the last time we ever talk about Chris Beard, the name Chris Beard gets uttered on this show. But what I keep coming back to is that I do think there is a life lesson here for all of us, okay? And what I'm not going to do is defend Chris Beard, say I feel bad for Chris Beard, whatever. But what I do know is a couple things. One, in the heat of the moment, we have all made dumb decisions that we regret. Now, you can never put your hands on another person, can never put your hands on a loved one, you can never put your hands on a child, on a female, on a whatever, on an animal. You, you, can't, do, you can't do that ever, okay? We understand that. But at the same time, I do, I, I don't know that I feel bad for Chris Beard, but I think there is a lesson here about how your life can change forever with one quick decision, one emotional decision, right? Um, just think about Chris Beard. I'm not saying you should feel sorry for him, but this is a guy, 50 years old, Texas undergrad, Texas student manager, worked as an assistant, as a junior college coach, as a D2 coach, as a coach in the professional minor leagues, sleeping in his car to get the opportunity to one day be the head coach of Texas. And I'll say this, independent of what he did away from the court, I think he was the guy that was probably going to elevate Texas to the place that we know that it can get. He had a game plan. He had the staff in place. He had the recruiting budget. Um, you know, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure NIL is pretty good. I don't think Texas is lacking anything NIL related. And it was all gone in the snap of a finger. And so I'm not saying feel bad for Chris Beard. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I've never made a mistake once in my life. What I am saying is, man, it can all go away in a second. And just be aware of that whenever you get emotional. I include myself. I'm an emotional guy. Be aware. Be understanding because it can all go away in a second. All right, so what I want to do, I do want to take a quick break because I do think the crisp beard element of it is serious and sad in a lot of things. But we all do have to move on. And I do think this Texas job is probably more interesting and frankly, probably better than a lot of people realize. And I do think there's probably a better pool of candidates than a lot of people realize. We're going to discuss all that. Take a quick break. I'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I think this is probably the final segment of the show. So good to be back. We'll probably do some. I think we'll save the football for Monday's show. Obviously, a couple little developments since we last spoke in terms of football. One. Your boy, Bobby Petrino, is headed to Texas A&M. If you care about that, I did a full segment on YouTube. You can check that out. Uh, Sam Hartman committed to Notre Dame. That's pretty big. But bottom line is I think we'll save the football talk for Monday. Again, we'll preview the national championship game, maybe get to some other odds and ends. But let's stick with the basketball stuff because the, obviously with the Chris Beard, Texas stuff, there are really two sides to this story. There's what has already happened and what will happen for Chris Beard. We just discussed that. But then there's also what will happen at Texas going forward. Texas at some point is going to have to hire a new head coach. And so what I would say is let's get into the Texas situation because what I think about Texas, this could be potentially one of the most fascinating coaching searches that we have seen in a while because the Texas job, I believe, is actually one of the best jobs in college basketball. And I would argue that it's actually gotten better since Chris Beard took the job two years ago before this obvious serious situation that led to his firing on Thursday. And so I know what probably some of you are thinking, you're driving around, you're at the gym, you're doing this, you're doing that. You're sitting there saying, Torres, how could you say that Texas is one of the best jobs in the country? Well, I'm saying it because it is. Now, look, is it better than Kentucky? Is it better than Carolina? Is it better than Kansas Duke? Probably not. But I think you ask most people in the sport of basketball, They will tell you Texas is probably one of the top seven to 10 jobs in college basketball, and it's for two reasons. One, and we talk about this all the time, it is because the school will give you every resource needed to compete at the highest level. And we talk about this all the time, and it's super important, right? Coaches at the highest level, they just want to know that they are competing on the most even playing field they can be, right? Whether it's facilities, resources, recruiting budget, private jets, NIL in this world. Remember, we talked about it with Lane Kiffin when he was considering the Auburn job. I said, I don't think he's leaving for Auburn. But what you can't deny is that in this world, in the NIL world, Auburn will provide Lane Kiffin more to compete at the highest level than Ole Miss will. Now, he decided to stay at Ole Miss, but it doesn't change that fact. And so when you look at Texas, even in basketball, Texas gives its coach everything needed to compete, Uh, facilities, Again, private planes, I, you know, no, I, I don't mean to, you know, take anyone too far behind the scenes, but I've seen Chris Beard at these AAU events. He comes in, comes out, private jets can get to wherever he needs to go. Whatever was needed at that time prior to his firing, he had it at his disposal. How about this? Just think about that. Remember that story about Arch Manning's recruiting weekend at Texas? They spent close to $300,000 on that recruiting weekend. Now, it wasn't just for him, but it was for a bunch of prospects. But I only bring it up to say, if you're going to spend $300,000 on a recruiting weekend for football, I'm pretty sure the basketball coach can call up the AD and ask for pretty much anything. And as long as the coach is winning, that basketball coach is going to get what he wants. And so it's already a good job. It's worth noting the other reason that I believe it's one of the best jobs in the country. And this is why it's such a coveted job. There are so many good players in the state of Texas, right? Think about, you know, everyone thinks of New York City or Chicago as kind of the mecca of basketball. Think about all of the great players that have come out of Texas in the last 10 years. And I think Texas is now producing more high-level players than maybe anywhere. Cade Cunningham, Tyrese Maxey in college basketball right now, Cason Wallace at Kentucky, Anthony Black at Arkansas, Jordan Walsh at Arkansas, Uh, Dylan Mitchell, who is at Texas right now, all of them former McDonald's All-Americans. RJ Hampton is from the Dallas area, was a potential for, he was a first round pick of the Orlando Magic a few years ago. You want to go back a few years more, Julius Randle, the Harrison twins, the number of high level athletes that come out of Texas right now is unbelievable. And so that's what's made Texas a great job. Now you add that in an NIL world, I don't believe that Texas is getting left behind. And you add in the fact that Texas is now going to the SEC with SEC basketball money. 
or SEC TV money. And I believe this could be one of the craziest coaching searches we've ever seen. Because if Texas wants to break the bank and do the Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley thing and just throw so much money at an established head coach that they can't say no, I think it completely changes the paradigm of who they can potentially get, especially in a world where we know that the Big 12, the Pac-12, the ACC, the Big East, they can't compete. If Texas just writes a blank check, those conferences can't compete financially with the schools now in the SEC and the Big Ten. And so I've beat around the bush enough. Let me get to a few candidates that have, I've I've kind of just heard their names bandied about. I think some are more realistic than others. One, I haven't heard anybody else mention this besides me, but I think he would pick up the call if you offered him enough money. That's Scott Drew at Baylor. And I know it sounds crazy. Just won a national championship, got a number one seed last year, but let me explain why I think Scott Drew would pick up the call from Texas. And by the way, how crazy would it be if Texas just hired the Texas Tech basketball coach and Chris Beard a few years ago and then went and got another established Big 12 coach within the state. But why I believe Scott Drew would at least listen is a few reasons. One, his name has been linked to other jobs before. In previous years, prior to this was all prior to the national championship, but his name was linked to other jobs. And it was kind of known in the industry that he was kind of willing to listen and that he wasn't, like attached to Baylor for the rest of his career. Now that may have changed with the national championship. And the one thing with any private school, we don't know exactly how much that he is making at Baylor, but I think it's worth considering. I'll tell you this. I watched Baylor the other night. They were playing TCU top 20 matchup in the big 12. That arena was far from full. And so if you can't as one of the elite programs in college basketball with the top 20 team from your own state, fill up that arena, I think Scott Drew might have to sit back and wonder, is there one more stop for me in college basketball? He's only 52 years old. He's probably got another 15 to 20 years if he wants it. And I am not sold that he is definitively going to retire at Baylor. Now, I think he might, but listen, we got a lot of Kentucky fans that listen to this show. I know that they think that they could get Scott Drew if he was ever available. And so I'm not sold that he's going to finish his career there. And I think what I just said about the NIL post big 10 sec world is something that we have to consider. Now, even after Texas and Oklahoma leave, the big 12 was probably going to be the best conference in college basketball. But again, we know that financially they're not going to be competing on the same level as the sec and the big 10. And so I do wonder what is, what is there something that Baylor will not be able to offer Scott drew that Texas will because Texas can offer anything. Texas can offer a baseline salary that makes them the highest paid coach in college basketball. They could offer him a 10 year, you know, five year, hundred, you know, five year, $50 million contract, $10 million a year, seven year, 70 million, whatever they could do it. They could offer him every resource. They could offer him the best NIL program in America. I don't know if Baylor is going to be able to compete in the future where let's be honest, we're going to be paying for players above board. And so I think Scott drew probably listens to that call. If you call now, He's not going through the interview process. He's not letting his name get dragged out over weeks as you pick apart all of the candidates. And I think you probably have to make him the highest paid coach in college basketball to get him to that job. But again, you call up Scott Drew after the season. You say seven years, 70 million guaranteed. I think he probably takes the job. And I think he's a guy that is probably not going to be named in a lot of these lists that I think you at least have to consider. And again, That's without knowing exactly what his contract looks like. He's at a private school. Some of these guys we'll get to in a minute. They have prohibitive buyouts. Scott Drew is a guy that I would absolutely think would at least consider the offer. Another guy that I think would consider it um, is Brad Underwood in Illinois. Brad Underwood, for people who do not know, really kind of has a more Midwest, Southwest history to him than he does in the Midwest. Now he's in, I think, year four five years, six, maybe at, at Illinois. But this was a guy that came up in the junior college ranks, started at Kansas state, which is obviously big 12 country in terms of being an assistant coach. Then he was the head coach at Stephen F Austin. Then of course he was the head coach at Oklahoma state in the big 12. And I think he's always felt more Midwest or excuse me, more Texas than he has Illinois more Southwest than he has Chicago. And I think he'd at least listen to this one as well. Now, the problem with Brad Underwood is a couple things. One, 
He is a little bit older. I, I, I looked it up. I think he's 59 years old. I can do a quick search while you guys and girls wait. But the other thing with Brad Underwood, in addition to his age, which as I'm looking up right now, bad radio, he is 59 years old. He will be 60 early next year. Is that on top of that is that he actually, it's late next year, December of 2023. So he just turned 59. He'll be 60 next year. But on top of that, and I think this is something to consider as well, is that he does have a pretty big buyout. So he signed a contract extension last year. But prior to that, his buyout was $9 million. Generally, the way this stuff works, your buyout doesn't go down when you sign a new contract. It goes up. So I think the buyout might be a little bit prohibitive. But again, it's Texas. If they want to make the move, if they think he's the guy, they can write that check. And speaking of which, that brings me to the next candidate who I don't know what his prerogative is, but he's got a big buyout. But I think Texas could make it happen. That's Nate Oates at at Alabama. And it's funny, right? Because every time a job opens, I think everybody puts Nate Oates atop of these lists because they say, well, this job's better than Alabama. That job's better than Alabama. Well, the bottom line with Nate Oates is this. As great as he is, he has, after this season, a $9 million buyout on his contract. And so that, to me, feels very important because you are going to have to pay a lot of money just to speak with Nate Oates, let alone what you're going to have to pay him in salary, let alone everything else. But there's two things that stand out that make me think that if you're willing to pay that big buyout, Nate Oates may consider a move. One, first of all, I think he just checks all the boxes. He's pretty young. He's about 50 years old. Um, so, you know, you you have him for a long time. This is not, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some other guys. But Nate Oates is actually 48 years old. He won't even be, he just, he just turned 48. You hire Nate Oates, you could potentially keep him for another 20 years. And two, the one thing I will say, and this is a conversation in, in Alabama basketball circles. This isn't me talking out of my, you know what? I think there's a belief that while I said that Texas is giving Chris Beard everything that he needs to compete at the highest level, I think there's a belief that Nate Oates is not getting that at Alabama. Now that's not a criticism of Greg Byrne. I respect Greg Byrne, but there's been talk for a while that Alabama needs to upgrade its basketball arena, Coleman Coliseum. And Apparently, they've been slow to kind of get things moving on a new arena. Well, Texas just opened up a new arena. Texas showed its commitment to basketball. If Alabama drags its feet, does Nate Oates listen? Does Nate Oates listen? I think he might. And I'd mention this as well. Again, he checks all the boxes. This Alabama team is really good. Like, I think they'll probably beat Kentucky this weekend, a game that I'm sure we'll talk about on Monday's show. If he goes to a Final Four, if he goes to an Elite Eight, if he wins another SEC... I think you got to at least call. You see if he'll if you could pay Bama that nine million. I think you at least consider uh, another guy in the SEC that's linked to all these jobs. Eric Musselman. Now Musselman's a little bit different on a positive and a negative. One, I don't think there's anything that he isn't being given in Arkansas that other coaches are given. Okay, um, best facilities, best resources, best travel, best this, best that. The only thing with Eric Musselman is unless I'm misreading it his buyout after this season is only $2 million. And so there is very much a scenario. You can get him out of that contract. Nate Oates, I don't know that you can get Nate Oates out of that contract. But Eric Musselman, I think you can get Coach Muss out of that contract. Arkansas, we know how great he's been there. And I think that Arkansas is a great job. And I don't think he, I never asked him. I don't think he would leave. But I'm telling you, if you're Arkansas, if you're Hunter Juracek, you better get a new contract signed because that $2 million buyout will not stop Texas from pursuing Eric Musselman. Unless again, maybe I misread the contract details, but I think it was about $8 million buyout prior to last off season. It's like 2 million right now worth considering couple long shots. You know, I, I, I don't think like Dennis Gates is all of a sudden now a hot name with what he's doing at Missouri. It feels a little bit too early for that. I saw somebody mention Jerome Tang, what he's doing, the the first-year head coach at Kansas State. It feels a little premature for for that. Now, he could go back to Baylor if Scott Drew were were interested in that job. But those are a couple long shots, and I think there's two other quick ones that I think have to be considered or at least discussed. One, I think Rodney Terry, the current interim head coach, he could coach his way into this job. Now, I think it's going to be tough to keep this group together and locked in Because, again, there's a lot coming at those players right now. 
But if he gets this team to a Big 12 regular season title, if he gets them to a Big 12 tournament title, if he gets them to an Elite Eight, to a Final Four, all things that this group is capable of, you have to think that he would be considered and, and would get that job. Now, it's a tough task ahead of him, but as I said, they're 5-1 and one since he took over. He can now go to that locker room and say, we have closure. We're ready to move on. I'm the guy. We'll see that. And then finally, let me just say this. My buddy Nick Coffey, and I love Nick, so I'm not putting this on him totally, but he brought up an interesting point. Kentucky fans are for, trying to force John Calipari out right now. They're tired of everything that has become of the Calipari era. We know that Calipari keeps notes on everybody. Does Calipari at least flirt with this job? And by the way, would Texas be interested in him vice versa? Does Calipari flirt with these guys and just say, look, Kentucky, you guys don't appreciate me. You don't like me. That's fine. I'm ready to move on. You guys are ready to move on from me. Let's see if you're really ready to move on from me and at least flirt. I don't think it's going to happen, but I thought it was interesting. Cal's getting a lot of flack and a lot of pushback. I don't think they're beating Alabama this weekend. Is there a scenario where he gets some pushback on that? And I think that's it. We'll obviously keep you updated on this coaching job as things continue to progress. But I'll tell you, there I think there are some real candidates. And I think this could be the first like crazy, crazy, crazy coaching search we've seen in a while. Again, my buddy Nick Coffey brought it up. You think about all the jobs that have opened the last couple of years. North Carolina wasn't really much of a search. They just you know, promoted Hubert Davis. Same with Duke, promoted John Shire. Arizona, they locked in on Tommy Lloyd early. There wasn't much of a search. Indiana was the opposite. They couldn't get anybody interested. They got Mike Woodson. This is the one. I think there's some people that are probably interested that we're not thinking about because of the players, because of the resources, because of the facilities. I don't know who that guy is. I think they get somebody interesting. And then I would add on top of this, if they want to break the bank, if they want to pay crazy money, they can get just about anybody and they have the money to do it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. By the way, before we get out of here, one little quick update from Wednesday's Aaron Torres pod. So I did this segment on Rick Patino and St. John's, okay? And for people who miss Wednesday's show, really briefly, I'll just try to make it brief, is that I basically, I was watching St. John's on on Wednesday night, Tuesday night, whatever it was. They played Marquette. They were up seven at the half. They get outscored by 18 points and lose by double figures. You know how hard it is to be up by seven at the half and still lose by double figures. And so what I said was, Mike Anderson isn't the guy. Anybody who watched him in Arkansas knew he wasn't going to be the guy. And I said, now that Rick Pitino is cleared of NCA wrongdoing. He's already in the city of New York. You got to go after him, St. John's. And I did a segment, and a lot of people seem to enjoy it because I got a lot of feedback on that segment on this show. And I got a lot of feedback from St. John's fans, 
And I even got some feedback from some people. You know, I got a lot of feedback. Let me put it to you that way. And what I would say is this. I kind of threw that segment together at the last minute, not really expecting much of it. One, I know it's made some waves in the St. John's community. And two, how did I lead that segment? I said, it's not what will happen or what could happen, but what should happen. I don't think it's crazy to say that it could happen. And let me tell you what I have found out about this situation at St. John's since I recorded on Tuesday night. One, I'll say this. I think the Mike Anderson situation is way worse than I thought. Okay. Now this was one where I thought just the way that St. John's operates, they're not, you know, a maniacal fan base. Uh, I won't name names as to who may be maniacal. I thought Mike Anderson would get probably next season to, to figure it out. I didn't think he should, but I thought he could. I'll tell you this. I heard from multiple people that not only is Mike Anderson not going to get till the end of, of next season, he might not even get till the end of this season, which is very interesting. That whole thing is way worse than I thought it would be. Um, and it has gone pretty far down the rabbit hole. And I was told a couple very interesting things about the whole situation at St. John's. One is this is that there was a game about two weeks ago. St. John's played Xavier on FS1. And it was one of those things, the cool things that FS1 does, where they mic'd up both coaches. And people said that seeing both coaches mic'd up, Sean Miller, he's a crazy person, but he's clearly coaching every, you know, he's coaching the crap out of the game. And that maybe Mike Anderson compared to Sean Miller, when you saw both of them in game time, that there were a lot of people that were underwhelmed by Mike Anderson in-game, the adjustments and everything, and that basically the school was embarrassed. I would also say this, is that I think the loss to St. I think the loss to Marquette was really embarrassing. Andre Curbelo, their star player, was not available, and there was some situation with him behind the scenes that I'm not going to get into, um, but it wasn't good. And I'm not blaming him, just there's clearly a disconnect between the players and the coaching staff. And this is what else I was told as well, is that... St. John's over the last two years since the, since, okay. So since Mike Anderson was hired, St. John's has hired a new school president. His name is, um, father Brian Shanley. I don't know much about father Brian. I'm not claiming to, I don't, but I've talked to enough people who do know. him. And what they said is this, is that he came from Providence or he spent time at Providence during the time that obviously the rise under Ed Cooley. And that this is not an administrator that doesn't care about basketball. This is a guy that knows how important basketball is to a school, to a university, to the bottom line of the entire community around the school. And so I bring it up because my understanding is he's not happy with Rick Pitino, but that or with Rick Pitino, with Mike Anderson. And that too, he might be more willing to make a big swing on a coaching hire than the previous administration. Now, a couple things. Big swing does not mean a couple things. One, it doesn't definitively mean Rick Pitino. And two, St. John's maybe financially, does it have the resources, does it have the facilities, does it have all that stuff to go after and get a person the caliber of Rick Pitino? That I don't know. Now, in terms of Rick Pitino himself, you know, I, I think he's ready to move on from Iona. We've talked about it. He's made some comments about how hard it is to coach in a one-bid league, and I made the argument on why I think St. John's should go after him. Now, obviously, there's a little bit of baggage, but I think that baggage is a lot easier in this post-FBI uh, world where he was cleared of any wrongdoing. And I think it's at least on the table. Because I'll tell you, when I did that segment on Tuesday, I did not think it was on the table that Mike Anderson was gone, and I didn't think it was on the table that they would go after Rick Pitino. Fast forward. I think it's at least a possibility that they would be interested in Patino. Now, would Patino be interested in them? I think he would be. I think he would be. One thing we know about Rick Patino. Thing I'll say about Rick Patino is this. I think, and this is my understanding of knowing him and knowing people around him for the past 10 years. Rick Patino wants to get back to the highest level of college basketball. Okay. And so if one school offers him, he might take it. If Nebraska offered him their job. He might take it. If Washington, like he might take one of those jobs, but Rick Pitino also probably wants to live in one of two places, South Florida or New York city. 
Well, as best I can tell, there's not going to be any major jobs opening in South Florida. And I think he would prefer to stay in New York City and take the St. John's job, even if it isn't as good of a job as some of the other ones that will open. So keep an eye on that. I think it's a little bit further along than maybe even I thought it would be. But that's your Rick Patino St. John's update. By the way, St. John's fans, if you're paying attention, Torres Media might have some cool merch for you. So check that out soon. All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Cannot believe that we just did 40 minutes all basketball. But hey, today required 40 minutes of all basketball. If you're not subscribed to the show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, please make sure to subscribe to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. We will be back on Monday, full preview, college football playoff national championship game. We will also talk about a big weekend in college basketball, Kentucky at Alabama, Creighton at UConn, as UConn is now on a two-game losing streak after losing to Providence. We're going to discuss all that on Monday. Have a great weekend. Oh, yeah, by the way, Shout out to Torn Craig. Shout out to Rachel who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head. I'll be back on Monday, people. Talk soon. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply